it's being your business, being every aspect of your business, caring about every aspect of your business. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Bria Taylor of Killer Cakes. Bria, it's great to have you on the show. Hi, thank you. I'm really excited to be on and talk about some business stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You're doing so many phenomenal things. So super excited to have you on and see how you've been able to kind of build all the awesome things that you've been doing. Um, before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Bria so you can hear about all those awesome things. And Bria is not your average buttercream queen. Her graphic design influence cakes make her one of the most sought out cake direct decorators in the DMV. She continues to surprise us with her amazing flavors and cake designs, but it is her perseverance as a young entrepreneur that keeps her going. She hopes to open a cake studio and classroom in the future to bring killer cakes to every baker enthusiast uh, to, to home. And what I love about Bria is uh, she's kind of like the definition of entrepreneurship and being able to kind of fuse together uh, different ideas and creativity is definitely, you know, evident in her business. And if you check out her Instagram, make sure that uh, you you have like a, a lock on your phone because you can definitely take a bite out of everything that she's creating. So Bria, super excited to have you on the show. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Yeah, I'm excited. Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to rewind the clock a little bit and hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah. Okay. So I got started with Killer Cakes because I went to George Mason University for graphic design. Um, I love graphic design. It was a great way for me to, I guess, include like my art, my artistry that I really love, the entrepreneurship of being able to, you know, control what clients are using. Um, but, you know, I got hired right from my senior show, um, started to work for just a company in um, Arlington, and I hated it. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I loved the people. I loved the environment. Um, but there was this sense of crippling just uncreativity of working for somebody else and working within the DC sector of companies, which is mainly government. It's, you know, business, it's boring, it's gray. And, you know, I loved my company that I worked with because, you know, they were like, we see that you're different. We love your colors. We love your strong branding, but, you know, a lot of these companies are not going to love that. So we need you to tone it down, still push them, but and to hear somebody tell me that I have to like dim my light down, you know, I was hoping that, you know, oh, it'll make me a better designer if I can kind of control the different aspects, but it didn't. It made me very sad. And um, I had started maybe six months before that working on Killa Cakes and just exploring a more creative outlet for my artwork. And I loved it. Um, I grew up cooking. That was like one of my big factors. I was obsessed with the Food Network channel. So much so that my mom banned me from it when I was like 13. She was like, okay, that's enough. We're done. You're talking about food way too much. Um, 
And I guess it kind of picked up while I was at the studio I was at. And I remember the director, Joe, he was just, you know, we see you're making these cakes. I love it. Like go pursue that. It's very clear that you are much more happier doing that than being here. And I wouldn't say that to anybody else, but you know, you have something special, go pursue that. And, you know, I, I appreciate it from an entrepreneur to another entrepreneur of just having somebody that took the time to care about me as a person and to see that creativity and to push me towards, you know, doing my own thing instead of following his aspect. And, you know, I thank him greatly for that because, you know, you need that support within the entrepreneur community and to have that so young was so spectacular. And, you know, if I didn't have that support, I don't really know if I would have pushed it as soon as I did. Absolutely. And so um, I wanted to drill down a little bit more and hear a little bit more on what you're doing at Killer Cakes. Can you take us through exactly what you're doing and how you work with the clients you serve? So I am currently kind of like confining what I do. So I'm big on ideas, Um, just different things I did. Last year was kind of this turn point where I had much more time on my hands than I normally do with the pandemic and people not going out. I was still getting a substantial amount of orders, which I think, you know, everything for, because I know a lot of businesses did have a really, really hard time during the pandemic. Um, Fortunately, I was not one of those people. I made it through um, just, you know, people still want to throw parties, whether you can have people around you or not. So I just happened to be within one of those businesses where it's, I was like a non-essential, essential person where, you know, you're in the food industry, the food industry is essential, but you know, not everybody needs birthday cakes, but people didn't have, you know, anything to really spend it on. So they're like, let's do a cake. Um, so I tried out bite boxes, which was a subscription box that I did that I loved, but was too much for me to handle as one person. Um, I did basic batch cakes for a while, which was like a standardized type of cake where it would just be a message, some really fun piping and was just a way to get cakes out there for people. Um, but as the pandemic was coming to a close, Again, I needed that creativity aspect. So, you know, I stopped doing the bite boxes. I stopped doing the basic batch cakes and I just wanted to focus on my actual craft. Um, And that's kind of where I'm at now is, you know, focusing on learning different buttercream techniques, um, better streamlining my different flavors. I have a bunch, I have like six different flavors on my menu, which is great. But again, because I'm one person, I just realized to work harder, not smarter, not harder. Um, Cause I work hard. I love what I do, but I am great at making things way more difficult for myself than I need to. So it was streamlining to taking six flavors back down to three. And there are three most popular flavors. They're really the only ones that get ordered anyway. So I was like, no brainer right there. Um, But it's just been creating these out of these world cakes, um, moving that into the wedding industry. There are like so many different aspects of the cake world that I think is so wonderful is, you know, you have the birthday cakes, which are great. I love them. 
the wedding industry is taking a change of people just not wanting the black and white weddings. They want colors, they want themes, they want fun cakes, not just stacked cakes with flowers on them. And to be a part and see that kind of movement when I first started my business, I just didn't think I'd be able to do wedding cakes. I was like, you know, I don't, I don't think people want the cakes that I want to do. And I'm not going to create boring wedding cakes just to be within that business. I can make money elsewhere. Um, so to go from that to being like, I could become a leader in, you know, the newer form of weddings and people wanting terracotta and flowers and disco balls and um, I actually did a disco wedding shoot uh, for Baltimore Weddings a few weeks ago with some fantastic vendors. And I can't say much about it because it's still under wraps. But um, it was an amazing shoot to just be around like-minded people who have that same artistry. And um, it's so cool to see how cakes have just changed throughout you know, the past couple of years, let alone how they've changed after the pandemic. And so uh, would you consider that to be what I like to call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? Is it that your your artistry and to be able to lean into that and stay true to that? Do you feel like that's kind of like your secret sauce? That is my bread and butter. Yeah. Um, when I created Kill a Cakes, I think at first it was just having super cool cake flavors that not a lot of people experienced. Um, and then as I kind of... <laughs> continued to do it. I, when I first started, I did not like baking. I hate baking. I still hate baking. I think there are times where, you know, more of my hatred of baking just comes from my procrastination and my ADHD. And the fact that, you know, I can't just draw it out in 10 minutes flat. You have to wait for cakes to cool. Um, so there's a procrastination bit in there of just me being like, I wish I could just pop this out and just call it a day. But you know, that's not, the biggest thing. So with learning that, you know, baking still is not my thing as much as I want it to be, the artistry became more of a focus. Um, and just using crazy colors, incorporating my graphic design knowledge into my cake. So a lot of times I will design things or hand draw things onto wafer paper um, and using that within my business. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to switch gears a little bit okay. and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, I think for me, it's writing everything down. Um, I think that comes mainly from me having ADHD and I think the biggest thing that I've also learned this year, just in the personal side of it, is that my, like growing up, I always thought my ADHD just affected how I learned, um, which it very much does. But I think the other part of it is learning how it affects me in my everyday life, how I run a business, um, making sure that, you know, just things are staying organized, especially because I'm one person. I do emails, I recipe test, I deliver. I, you know, do everything and everything in between of what it takes to own a business. And it would be great for me to hire other people, but realistically don't have the money for that. Don't feel that it's necessary to spend on that right now. Um, especially because my business is still growing. I love um, that hack. And I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. You might've already touched on this, but this is more of a word of wisdom or piece of advice or something you might tell yourself if you hopped into a time machine. Um, so 
the biggest thing for myself that I've actually had to tell myself uh, this past couple of weeks, I've had some really hard time with, you know, orders of just customers coming back and not fully enjoying them, or maybe the design of the cake wasn't exactly what they were expecting. Um, I had a cake just melt on me because it's so hot. And I just remember I came into my room and I just broke down crying. I was like, I can't handle this. I've had like three cakes in a row that I've had to either fully or partially credit, which, you know, it's not necessarily about the money. Like that sucks. It's frustrating. But I think for me, it was having this just feeling that people did not like my work. And, you know, that disappointing feeling that you have when people don't like your work, it's hard. I think people often are so consumed by these companies that are multi-billion dollar companies where if you don't like a donut, they'll refund it. They don't care. They have the money to do that. But I'm one person. This is my artwork that I'm literally handing to you that took me six to eight hours just to do. And it's not necessarily that I don't get that time back but that it equally breaks my heart that you don't like it. I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're opening out different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Bria, what does being a CEO mean to you? It's being your business, being every aspect of your business, caring about every aspect of your business. Bria, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I wanted to do is just pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you and find out about all the awesome things you're working on. Absolutely. So yeah, my um, biggest thing is you can follow me on Instagram. It's at killacakes. You can place orders on killacakes.com. Um, I have a lot of really exciting projects for not only, you know, this summer, but also this year. I'm possibly working on starting a cookbook. Um, so I'm really excited to possibly, you know, start that adventure. It's something that I've wanted to do for years now. Um, so to have that opportunity, I think would be amazing. Um, otherwise, if you are a business owner, keep pushing. I'm excited for you. Get out there and do what you want to do. And if you're a customer, support businesses, support local businesses. It's the best thing you can do right now, especially where we are right now as an economy and kind of as just people. I think there's just more self-care. We need to take care of the people around us, not only just in a nice way, but just supporting the people around us and our community. And yeah, just Business, owning a business is great. I think it's great if you are thinking about wanting to start one, do it. It's an adventure. It is definitely hard at some times, but it's fantastic at other points. Um, it is something that I would highly recommend to everyone to do at some point. You learn so much about the inner workings of a business and how things run. And it just gives you so much insight on other things in the world that you can connect to. Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely, you know, echo that. And um, we will definitely have the links and information in the show notes. And I appreciate, you know, you, uh, you know, trying things out and testing things out. I think that's one of the great things that I love about everything that you do as well, too, because I think so many times we get stuck in a, I guess, a box for lack of a better term and not try out different things, but trying out things. Sometimes I say those shoes fit at that time. Sometimes they're going to fit maybe a year or two down the line, but being able to kind of try those out and learn those things is kind of the way that you create 
you you be you, you can lean into your creativity and and go into your success so truly appreciate that bria i appreciate your time again and i hope you have a great rest of the day thank you for listening to the i am ceo podcast powered by cb nation and blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co i am ceo is not just a phrase it's a community Don't forget to schedule your complimentary digital marketing consultation at blue16media.com. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.